You are listening to a bonus episode of the Her Money Matters podcast. Welcome to the Her Money Matters podcast, the podcast to help you take control of your finances. Join your host, motivational money coach, Jen Hemphill, as she shares with you practical, simple money insights and real life stories by women like you. Let's get to it. Hello there. As you can see, if you're listening to this the day of this, the release of this episode, this is not the normal episodes that we release. This is a bonus episode just to add some more fun, uh, keep it interesting. And today I am sharing a conversation I had with three ladies while I was in San Diego for the conference called FinCon. And FinCon is basically this conference where uh, they gather uh, financial bloggers, financial advisors, people like me, obviously podcasters, everyone in the space of personal finance. So it's a really fun conference to attend. And so I got to live podcast there. So the quality of this recording is slightly different because we are outside in the sun with people walking around, water around us. It's a beautiful scenery, which you can maybe sense or maybe hear or maybe not, but I just want to share that it's a little different because it's the quality, uh, it's going to, you're going to hear uh, sounds and, and people talking all around us, but the conversation in there is golden. So I hope you enjoy. We talk about all about travel tips, travel experiences, and it's not the normal how to save and travel, but there's some really added value that I hope that you enjoy. So let me know what you think and I'll not delay and let's get started. Welcome to the Her Money Matters podcast. We are in sunny San Diego, live from the Trade King stage. Woo! So I have some uh, fabulous ladies with me today because we are in sunny San Diego. I see palm trees. I see the water. I see uh, people putting on sunblock. And I see both. So I thought we would talk about travel. And these ladies I know have some fabulous tips on, on saving money for travel and their best travel tips. So let's just do that. So let's just start off with introductions. So I have Emily Guy Birkin, the author of Choose Your Retirement, Find the Right Path to Your New Adventure. So welcome, Emily. I'm excited to have you here. Thank you very much for having me. And then I also have the lovely Elle Martinez from the Couple Money Podcast. And I have to say, just always have big love for her and just her Aww, big heart. So welcome. Uh, thank you so much. I always have a great time with you. And then now I have Michelle Jackson from the shop, My Closet Project blog. Welcome, Michelle. Thank you for having me. <laughs> awesome. So let's talk about uh, travel and what maybe your best travel tips. So let's start with you, Emily. Uh, sure. My uh, my biggest travel tip is to start by knowing what kind of traveler you are. So for instance, for me, a perfect vacation is a large body of water and a supply of books. <laughs> so if I were to then book a vacation that required uh, you know, a very structured itinerary, I wouldn't be happy. Uh, so no matter how good the discount was on such a tour or, tr or structured uh, 
vacation, it's not going to work for me. I'm not going to come home feeling refreshed. So know what kind of traveler you are. Do you want luxury? Do you want to rough it? Do you want to immerse yourself in a culture? Do you want someone to make all the decisions for you? Um, and so that way, once you know what you value, you can get the most bang for your buck with whatever vacation you end up uh, choosing. And then you can do research within the type of uh, vacation you like to get discounts. So uh, we have this tendency to th- equate all vacations are the same, but they're really not. So go for the vacation that's going to feel the best for you. I love that. I like align it. I, I talk about that with my clients is just aligning your purchasing or your spending with your values. So I love that. And how about you, Elle? What tips would you have? Well, I'm with Emily about going with what you know makes you happy. I know it's a challenge for me. Uh, well, my husband and I are we ha- are two different people on vacations. Um, our idea of relaxing are pretty much complete opposites. He could stay in the hotel and just lounge. He can be on the beach or wherever we are and just sleep <laughs> for most of the vacation or just walk around. And I am someone that wants to explore. I love checking out things that are new. Um, so finding that balance and then negotiating. I am a huge, huge fan of being assertive and trying to go for your price, get the best deal. I use Priceline and their name your own price is my favorite feature. Go ahead and, you know, don't be afraid to lowball it. See what you can get because the money you save, you can put it towards something important that matters to you. I love that. I mean, you're speaking my language and negotiating. A little side note, like early on in my marriage, because I've been, I don't know if it's, and I know, you're Latina, I'm a Latina. I don't know if it's the Latina blood that loves to negotiate. <laughs> but in my husband, he's not, he's American. But early on in our marriage, he always found me negotiating and he's like, can you stop? You know, it was like embarrassing <laughs> to him, but now he's like, okay, here you you negotiate. He's like, or oh, he's he'll even tell me, hey, I got a lower price or did this. I'm like, I'm so proud of you. But anyways, <laughs> how about you, Michelle? I think uh, a big thing that I I always think about is the fact that people don't take their vacation time, and so I think that there's a real reticence about even going on vacation because you're. You know, people feel uncomfortable talking to their boss and and claiming their time. But please remember, especially if you're in a business that where you can earn paid um, vacation, that you're leaving money on the table. So if you're accruing paid vacation, be aware of the policies around that. If you can't go on vacation this year, make sure that you know if it's going to roll over to the next year. Are you going to lose that time? So, you know, just take your time and have a strategy for it. If you work in a company where it's tricky to ask for that time, because I do know that that's a reality for many people, have a strategy about how you're going to work before and after the vacation and no, you're not available during your vacation because it's called vacation for a reason. Um, I think the other thing is just, you know, being aware of what you can do at the time um, that you're in. So sometimes you become a parent and maybe that's not the year for a vacation or maybe that is a year for a vacation. Um, Just being kind of present in the moment and being aware of like how you're feeling if you need the time sometimes you don't and being comfortable with saying you know this year I don't really need a vacation maybe I need long weekends instead um, and just take take advantage of that because grandparents are close by and know they can't help with the kids for the week but they can do it for the weekend so you know just being flexible with yourself and not leaving your money on the table is huge 
I love that. And I think it's also a good reminder that you bring up that we get so caught up in life, uh, in the business and the job and our, our kids' lives that we don't take that time out uh, to enjoy uh, in a vacation. So I like that you bring that up. So let's talk about maybe the best websites that you all use when searching for travel or that help you save money. So let's take it with you, Emily. Uh, so I think the uh, the thing that was most surprising to me that I found was uh, once I had kids, I started doing the kind of research like uh, top 10 things to do at our vacation destination with kids. And I found things on the list that I would not have found if I'd just been top 10 things to do in destination uh, without kids because they're not uh, on the beaten path necessarily. And they're not all kid-centric necessarily. Uh, so, uh, for example, I just recently moved to Milwaukee, and so we were looking for fun things to do with the kids. There was a kite festival entirely free. We went, had a blast. Um, I would have had fun even without small children. Um, <laughs> and uh, so there's a lot of things out there where if you just kind of uh, change the search terms um, and look for things that are a little bit off the beaten path. So, you know, uh, Top 10 with kids is one that it's an easy one to look for, but, you know, things with pets, if you like animals. Um, even if you are not the person with kids or with, with pets. And uh, so that's something to look into and just kind of broaden your search terms and get a sense of, like, things to do that aren't necessarily the, like, big tourist attractions. And that also means they're probably going to be a little less expensive. Uh, the other suggestion I make, uh, and I don't personally do this. It's my husband who does this. He's a kind of a food snob. And so when we go on vacation, he loves looking at Yelp and Urban Spoon and finding these um, tiny little hole-in-the-wall places that only locals know about. Um, some of them are a little scary to go into, <laughs> but I have had the most incredible food based on his searching for uh, for the best of anything in any area. Um, and so again, I, I don't I don't have the uh, the patience personally to do that kind of searching, but. He will like he is out for the platonic ideal of our lunch, <laughs> and he finds it too. So, and that's something. Uh, I just for instance, my as a family took a family vacation to Detroit <laughs> a few years ago because um, that's just how we roll. And in Detroit, there was this Middle Eastern place that he found that had the best hummus I have ever tasted in my entire life. I wanted to fill a bathtub with it and just kind of roll around in it. It was just that good. Um, and so that sort of thing, and it wasn't that expensive. It was a lot, lot less expensive than the kinds of, if you look up what are the best places to eat in Detroit, you would never have found it. So, you know, if you do the research to um, on Urban Spoon and find the places that have, like, really uh, high ratings and people have nothing but wonderful things to say about it, that's, that's a, a much better indicator. Awesome. And I love how you've kept it simple using Google, right? To search yeah. these things out and, yeah. and these other sites and, and in a bathtub with hummus. Uh, that, that, <laughs> I love that. How about you, Al? Any websites or maybe any tools that you use? I know you mentioned Priceline. Yes. Yeah, so kind of tagging on Priceline, um, the more information you have, the better your options. You know how to negotiate. So better bidding is a forum of people that travel a lot. And what it does is, since you don't know exactly what you're going to get until your bid's accepted, what this will do is you can see people say, hey, I've booked a vacation for this time. Um, I asked for a four-star, maybe four-and-a-half-star hotel. This was the budget I gave, and I was accepted. So you get a clearer idea. It's not going to be a perfect solution. But I always feel that if you have more information, that gives you an advantage. So you might say, oh, I was willing to pay this much, but someone got it lower. 
go for the lower price. You know, save that money because you can uh, use it later on for, uh, you know, a better experience during your vacation. Um, the websites that I love to use are Groupon and Living Social. One of the things I think can happen um, when, when people go on vacation is they get overwhelmed by a lot of choices. And so I like to kind of remove a lot of the choices out of the mix because I've already decided on some things prior to arrival. It also helps a lot. So if I'm going to San Diego, I'll look at Groupon to see um, if there's a, a cruise that I can do for half the price. I did that when I went to Hawaii. I wanted to go on a, a, a like a whale watching cruise, and they had a Groupon for that, and it was the best thing ever. I would caution you to double check to make sure that the business is okay because you don't live in the city. Um, and so internationally, I think it's a little more tricky with coupons. I had, I had some bad luck with that. But locally, stateside, it, it's usually pretty good. You can check on them pretty, pretty easily. I had a Manny Petty um, in Hawaii because I got a Groupon deal. And um, the great thing is if you don't use that deal, you lose the promotional price, but you still have the deal. So when you return, hopefully, you can still use that later. So definitely um, check out Groupon and Living Social Deals before you depart because that helps to eliminate some of the choice fatigue that you deal with when you have too many options. So you've, you're like, you know, I have a loose um, schedule of things that I want to do, a loose like itinerary. I've already paid for this. We're good. You know. Right, I love that, and and I'm wondering, is there someone that does this, like the research on Google for me? And because it, it is, I mean, sometimes it's it's fun, but sometimes the, I mean, I I love travel. That's a big thing for me. But sometimes I think the challenge that I have is the work involved to just make sure that it's um, you don't you're not spending an arm and a leg on it. So I love that. Now I know we've talked in the past, L, and you have mentioned a site, a better bid. Yeah. Was it? I'll let you tell me. Tell them about that. So yeah, uh, better bidding. I actually found that out through Chris Gilboa's site. He's like a major travel hacker. Um, and even if you type better bidding, that's the main site. Um, you also get other sites. So I highly recommend it. It's basically why don't you piggyback on the information of other people um, and see if they're doing the work. Then they love doing it. Seeing if you can see what are the best deals in certain areas and cities and if you're requesting a hotel um, in a certain spot or it could be another um, like a flight in or whatever get that information that arm yourself with knowledge and then you can be a, a smarter shopper with that now michelle i know you've and i have spoken in the past and you love you're a fan of before we jump into today's content keep your ears peeled for a unique reveal i'll be sharing midway through the show it's something special just for you meetup but for travel tell us a little bit about that I'm really curious so I travel um, I do a mix of travel I travel on my own I travel with friends and I do some business travel when I'm on my own um, I think one of the things that you do want to um, be mindful of is feeling a little overwhelmed or lonely in a city I don't typically experience that but one of the things I do is I check out meetup.com and it's a great way to be introduced to a city without having to pay a lot of money because a lot of times these are um, not even a lot of times all the times these are local events being produced by local people so when I went to Australia I ended up attending an, a like amazing 
festival, a Brazilian festival. It was an all-day festival. It was free. I met nice people who helped me throughout the course of my trip. So I met these people randomly. I'm still in touch with several, actually, and this was in 2015. Um, I also went on an awesome hike in the bush, got bit by some creature that could kill me, had a huge, like, bite on the back of my thigh. I wore jeans. They made fun of me until the bite happened, and they were like, we understand that why you do this and that's not really australian accent but anyway the, the, the point is meetup.com is a huge international resource with a lot of free and easy things that you can do um hikes social hours anything like that so definitely use that when you're traveling abroad and the cool thing is you can it doesn't matter once you're a meetup member you can use it internationally anywhere so please, please use that. It's a great way to travel and meet people uh, and pay less because meetup groups usually will get the group rate for an event. So if it's not a free event, meetup groups, if, if it's like a, a theater tickets, things like that, they'll get the group rate because they're taking a larger group. I think that's such a fabulous tip. I would never have thought of using Meetup for travel. So I really, really love that, and I'm glad that you uh, talked about that. Now, I think for me, like, for the big thing that I am is I'm budgeting for travel, so just making sure that uh, you put money aside every month to travel if that's something that's important to you but we treat it like a bill so we already have like a set amount that we know approximately that we're going to use on a yearly basis and we set so year after year we're always paying cash or obviously well we use the credit card and we pay in full but I mean I think just treating that as a priority and as a bill not like oh maybe I can save but just budgeting in I think that's important now I want to wrap it up with uh, some travel experiences I know I've We've heard about your bite, and then you want to swim in hummus, <laughs> Emily. So I want to hear about your best, some really best travel experiences. Let's start with Emily. So uh, my favorite travel memory of recent years, uh, this was uh, the last vacation my husband and I took before kids. This was in 2009. We went to San Francisco. Uh, uh, two of his closest friends in the world uh, live there, so we stayed with them. We had a wonderful time. Um, but the highlight of the trip was completely free that we completely stumbled upon. We uh, took a road trip down to, to Big Sur. We were uh, one day, I don't even remember exactly where we were, but we were on some docks and there was this sea lion that was trying to find a boat that it could sleep in the sun on. Like it just kept coming up to boats on the slip, jumping into them. And there was uh, some guy who worked there on a, on a boat going around with a super soaker, water soaker to, to uh, uh, shoot water at the sea lion to get it off the boat and it started off the sea lion just wanted to place a warm place to sleep and it became you could see the glint in that sea lion's eye he was having such a good time messing with this guy on the boat so we were standing there for about a half hour watching this man versus beast like showdown the beast was winning and i was like doubled over laughing tears streaming down my eyes i felt a little bad for the guy that i was laughing so hard at his poor plight but it was just hilarious you could also hear him grumbling like uh like popeye going rack a frack a sack a frack you know <laughs> as he's trying to get the sea lion off of these boats and that was like i still smile when i think about that and it was completely free there was no way we could schedule it plan for it expect it and it was the highlight of a, an eight-day trip that we took um and so that's the thing about traveling you need to be open to those kinds of just random off the wall wonderful cool experiences i love that thanks for sharing how about you al 
You know, the thing with travel, it's hard to say, like, what's your best travel experience? Because there's always, like, something that jumps out. But one of my favorite, like, food travel experiences is when we were in L.A. We went to uh, E3, and uh, afterwards we had a friend over there. And it happened to be her anniversary that weekend. And she wanted to go to this place. Heard really good things at a steakhouse. And in my mind, I was like, okay, steakhouse, sure. And then it was in Beverly Hills. And I was like, oh, okay, all right. I'm looking at my husband like, okay, we, we got a buffer in our budget. We can do this. So we go there, and it's kind of dark. Like, I think it was trying to be, like, romantic or <laughs> special. I had a great time with the conversation. Like, I love catching up with her and hanging out with friends. But the food came, you know, and I saw the menu. I was like, okay, but this probably tastes like meat butter or something, right? This would be awesome steak. No, it was not. It was like... Oh, I don't want to. It was like Outback Steakhouse, which I'm not saying anything bad about Outback Steakhouse, you know. But they're at this awesome price point. You know what you're gonna get, and it's fine. So I was disappointed. Next day, you know, we're hanging out with her, and she's like, "I got another place." And I was like, "Oh, in my head, I hope it's not a dud. Please don't, don't do this to me. I don't want to go broke on bad food. That's like an insult on so many <laughs> levels." But she's like, "Yeah, no, we've been here before. We love it." And that was the difference between the two. And we go there. And it looks kind of trashy. Like, it used to be, like, a silver dollar, like a 50s diner style. And then on top of that, it was, like, this really colorful, it was just mismatched tie decoration with it. And then also some other, like, bohemian look. Sat down at the table, ordered the food. It's Thai food. And it was incredible. It was foodgasm. It was that good. I made a mistake. I was like, it's a little pepper. How adorable is this? <laughs> I ate it, and I was like, excuse me, I need to take the picture. And I filled up with water. But it was so good. It was like that good heat, and it was so delicious. I just, it was a painfully delicious experience of hot mess of awesomeness. And I think it goes to show you, like, always ask if they've been there when you try new things. Don't go by reviews or what's popular. Uh, local feedback is always important, and also price point, because that was dirt cheap. I think dinner was less than $7 a person. Wow. Yeah. Right, and I'm glad you brought up not going by reviews, because I think with reviews, something that you have to take it with a grain of salt, that person might have been having a bad day, and something struck a chord, and they're just one of those people that will write a bad review. So I think you always take that with... Be, look at how subjective that review is, too, I think is important. So how about you, Michelle? So um, when I've traveled a lot, so I have a lot of different stories, but I think one of my favorites is uh, when I traveled with my mom on my like on our first mommy-daughter trip in a long time to New York City because I wanted to see the U.S. Tennis Open, and I was like, my mom wants to go to New York, and we go, and it's just this amazing time. We stayed in a place called the Jane Hotel, which is not quite a hostel, but it's along that vein. And the rooms are um, set up like a ship's berth. So the room is narrow, like super narrow. And we're in bunk beds, but it's like in a boat, but in a building. And each one of us has our own little like TV. It's super cool. It's only $100 a night. It has this beautiful like French restaurant attached to it. It's just the best thing. So we decide to walk on the Brooklyn Bridge not knowing that my mom is now afraid of heights. So the Brooklyn Bridge is packed. There are, like, it's insane how many people there are. It's also freaking humid in here. Oh, my God, it's so humid in, in New York. We're from Colorado. It's 
like 8% humidity kills us. It's 100% humidity. And my mom is like, I'm wearing velvet for some reason. <laughs> like, this is a couple years ago. So I'm like wearing some like cute velvet pants. There's sweat just dripping down our faces. So my mom starts wiping her face with like a paper towel. Anyway, I'm looking, and she's trying not to fall off the bridge. I'm looking to the right. I'm not really looking at my mom. We're walking for like 15, 20 minutes, and I look at my mom, and I die laughing because she has paper towel plastered on her face like she had stuck her face in water and then stuck the paper towel on her face and I was like these New York people are wrong because this woman had been walking along the bridge with this paper towel plastered to her face and no one said anything I laughed for like 10 minutes I'm like prostate like I can't move because I'm laughing so hard at her because it's just like paper towel just on her face it was like a mask it was insanity and I'm like you guys are cold because she's just walking and it's this paper towel and I'm just like what so those moments when you're with your family and it's just freaking hilarious it's like that's the best part of travel for me it's just having that time with my mom and exploring the city and staying in this like you know kind of avant-garde place she loved it and walking along the high line which is free and just having an amazing time for very little money um and exploring the city and taking the the shuttle to governor's park which a lot of people don't know you can do for free and then riding bikes around governor's governor's island i think actually is what it's called and just riding these rickety old-fashioned bikes around the island and looking at these old-fashioned carousels from 1904. It was the best. It was the best. So just travel. Enjoy your family. I love that. And I don't know if you've been told, Michelle, but you are such a good storyteller. <laughs> just saying that. Just on a side note. You, you, you are. I re- like that. You just grab. I, you talk, and I just like listening and listening. I, uh, and I, get, you know, I have a short attention span, so that's not a good thing. <laughs> So I'll I'll wrap it up with mine because I think it's just the funniest thing. We went to Spain last year with a family, big family trip. We were in the region of Galicia and experienced our first donkey race. I didn't know they existed, but we heard about it. I'm like, we've got to see this because, like, a donkey racing. It just, I was just trying to wrap my mind around that. But, yes, so they have donkey races. It's a big, it's not like in a little town. And uh, they, it's a big old party and, um, the late it's, it's like the horse races i don't know the right term horse racing and the ladies come and, and have those big old hats but with donkeys on it it's just really like a traditional thing you need a shirt it is yeah. oh i have pictures oh i have pictures so it was just a, such a fun experience because in spain you don't get started partying till like midnight and there's little kids partying so that was just interesting uh, my husband um even though he's American, he speaks Spanish really, really well. So we were on the regional news. He was there dancing. They were asking him <laughs> questions. He was having a good old time. But, yeah, so it was just a, a fun experience. So, ladies, this has been a blast. You all provided such great nuggets, and just I love hearing everything that you have to say. So I really appreciate you, you being on uh, and seeing you here at FinCon 16. And thanks for uh, to PT and the team for just hosting such a great conference so thanks again for being here (laughs) 
So did you like being just behind the scenes and just listening to that conversation? I thought they gave some fabulous tips. Uh, For me, the biggest one that I would never in my mind think of is looking at meetups in those areas that you're going to be in. I thought that was just such a fabulous tip. Of course, all of them were great, but what I really enjoyed also as well on this conversation is that it wasn't about how to save here. We talked about vacation and yes, and ways to save, but we took it a little further as far as what some other things uh, to think about. And just, I thought that was great that they brought those things to light as well. So I want to uh, really thank Elle, Emily, and Michelle for joining me. And I am going to post a link on, or links, I should say, to where you can connect with them in the show notes. So you can find that at jenhemphill.com forward slash travel tips. So thanks again for joining me and we will meet again on the regular Thursday episodes.